You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. This is a show that will help equip you to build healthy relationships so that you'll have the foundation you need to create a fulfilled life. Hello, everyone. My name is Yolanda Postel. I'm a relationship coach and the host of Purposeful Woman. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Let's get into this episode. Hello, this is Yolanda Postel. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Purposeful Woman Podcast. Today, we're talking about how to fight fair. One thing that dating couples, newlyweds, and seasoned couples all have in common is arguments. It may be due to different points of view, or sometimes it's just a matter of us trying to force someone to see things our way or do things our way. The words we say in a fight or argument can easily be forgotten. But if we don't watch our words and say something that truly pierces the heart and soul of our spouse, it can cause irreparable damage. And there's no manual given to us when it comes to how to handle arguments and disagreements in relationships. Most of the time, we take our cues by watching our parents, our family members. Sometimes we learn various communication styles from our friends. Sometimes those communication styles may be healthy, and sometimes they're communication styles that are better left unused. But no one is a communication expert. We pick up habits and ways. Some are good, others not so great. And as we grow, we can no longer claim to be ignorant of bad communication. There comes a time where you've just got to learn how to communicate the right way. I mean, we can't just let words fly around irresponsibly. We must learn to communicate, not only effectively, but respectfully. And so in this episode, we're going to explore communication killers, communication styles, and just give you some tips on how you can improve the communication in your relationship. I came across an interesting article on communication killers. The article was by Kate Murphy, a licensed clinical social worker. And in the article, um, she describes four communication styles that destroy or damage relationships. She talks about the Gottman method for identifying what she calls in the article as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They are criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. And all four of these behaviors can cause irreparable damage to a relationship. So the first is criticism. Of course, we're all familiar with what criticism is. Everything the person does is never good enough. And your way is always the best way. They don't do anything right. They, they can't do the laundry right. They, they don't clean up right. They don't take care of the kids the, the way that you want the kids taken care of. And if you keep criticizing the person that you're with, guess what's going to happen? They're going to stop trying because they know that their efforts won't please you. 
They know that everything that they do, no matter how good they try to do it, will never be good enough. And so in the end, you'll be left alone by yourself to do things your own way. Another communication style that kills relationships is defensiveness. We all know somebody that's defensive. They're always making up excuses or blaming other people. They refuse to listen. And it's just hard to have a conversation with them because they never admit doing anything wrong. And that can be one of the most frustrating things is to sit there and try to have a a conversation with someone that will never even take a moment to admit they're wrong or to admit the possibility that they could be wrong or have made a mistake. And so it's just a lose-lose trying to communicate with someone that's defensive. So most people give up after a while because they know that no matter how much they try to conversate or resolve the situation with the other party, that party's just not willing to come into agreement with their bad behavior. And so, of course, the other party ends up walking away. And that's no good. Another damaging behavior is contempt. And I think, I can't really speak for men, but I know when women, when we are angry and when we are extremely hurt, sometimes that anger can turn into contempt. We begin to look down on our spouse or our significant other. We begin to really just look at them and everything they do is just not good. Sometimes it comes out as sarcasm. Um, For some people, it may be mockery or calling names. But all of that behavior is just not acceptable. I mean, nobody wants to try to have a conversation with someone only to be met with snide remarks and sarcasm. And so that's, in my opinion, is something that is definitely disrespectful. And so nobody wants to be in a relationship with someone where they constantly feel um, disrespected or looked down upon with contempt. So, of course, when a person is in a relationship with someone that's looking at them with contempt or someone that um, that they know is not looking at them in a good light, no matter how hard they try, of course, that person may want to give up. So if that's a behavior that you find yourself exhibiting, then find a, a way to do better, right? Find the the positives that you can see about your spouse. And lastly, the fourth horseman that she references in her article is stonewalling. So that is behavior where you give your partner the silent treatment, you cut off affection, you know, no loving for you tonight. (laughs) I think we've all seen or heard or maybe said or thought that. Also, just giving the cold shoulder, refusing to talk, minimal communication. And really, it's really just a way of trying to punish the other person for making you mad, making you angry. And stonewalling never yields a positive result. 
it just kind of reminds me of when my husband and I, when we first, um, when we were dating, we thought we were the best communicators. We thought we, we just had it all together. And let me tell you, we had a lot to learn. We soon realized that our communication styles were not the best. And let me tell you, after a while, those four horsemen were coming for my marriage. At, at times during some of our disagreements, I felt it should be my way or no way. There were times where we would both be defensive and would not want to admit at all that we were wrong. And then there were times when I held back and I was not 100% honest with what I was feeling because I wasn't sure how my husband would receive it. So I just held some things in, but it showed up in my attitude. And so he had to deal with my my little bad attitude and and, <laughs> and not so good behavior. but. My husband had some improving to do as well, because let me tell you, he was stonewall and he would give the silent treatment when he was upset. And sometimes I didn't even know what I, I did. I had to find out what in the world was it that I possibly did wrong. But we we eventually improved our styles and and we learned to communicate better. So how do you send those four horsemen that are coming for your marriage running in the opposite direction? Well, one of the first things you can do is simply just be kind with your words. When you're talking to your spouse, you don't have to criticize them. You don't have to belittle them. Just communicate with them respectfully. That's simple enough, easy to do. Try not to criticize. There's a saying that you catch more bees with honey than vinegar. So when you say your words, just make sure your words are dripping with honey. Okay. <laughs> and number two is own your bad behavior. When you make a mistake, admit it. When you mess up, own it. It's not that difficult. It's not that hard. Just own your mistakes. And sometimes you just need to say I'm sorry. And for me personally, that was a big one. And I'm sure it's a big one for some of you, or maybe, maybe I'm looking at things differently, but I feel that it's a big one. It's not just enough to own your bad behavior. Sometimes an apology is in order. Don't act like the disagreement never happened. Don't try to gloss over the situation without apologizing because Again, that goes back to owning your behavior. There's nothing worse than somebody just coming up to you, acting like everything's normal and you know what they did or what they said and vice versa. And so there's that tension because they're trying to act like nothing ever happened. No, own it. Apologize for it. Take a moment to acknowledge how you hurt your spouse, how you hurt your loved one. And when you take ownership of it, you know, it may take a moment for them to receive it, but at least you've got it out in the open. And I'm not saying you got to apologize 50 billion times, but at least apologize at least once. And next is forgive and move on. No stonewalling. 
If you're angry and you need to take a breather, that's fine. Go take an hour. Go take 30 minutes. But disappearing for the day or not talking to your spouse for days on end is not acceptable. It's even worse if you never even communicated with them what they did to upset you. So they're left hurt, sad, confused. They don't know what in the world's going on. You disappear. You leave them with fear and insecurity. So it's best to just take a moment. Like I said, take that hour. If you need to, go sit in another room. Go do some deep breathing. Whatever you got to do to get your head in the right space. But come back and talk about it. Get it all out on the table. And just really address the issue. And then make it a point to forgive. Just avoid all the extra stuff. Avoid the urge to run. Just make the choice to forgive. It's very simple. I know sometimes it sounds easier than it is, but at the end, it is so much easier to forgive than to hold in the resentment. Look for the positive things. I know when you're angry, it's easy for that anger, of course, like I mentioned, to turn into resentment and contempt. But take a moment to look at your spouse. Look at the positive things about them. Look at the things that you love about them. What made you fall in love with them in the first place? What are some of the things that they do to make you feel loved and special? What are the, some of the things that they do throughout the, the day or um, small ways that they show you how much they love you and how much they care about you? Because when we look at them from the positive perspective and not from the lens of everything that they do wrong, then, of course, you're more likely to have a soft heart because it does no good to tally up bad behavior. And that's another thing. Throw away your uh, mental list of everything that they did wrong. If you have a long mental list of everything that they've done to you that you've never addressed, then take a few minutes and think about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. Take a few minutes and have that hard conversation. It's not going to be easy, but it's better to get everything out on the table than to let things pile up through the years. And if it's already issues that you've addressed, then throw your list out the window. How many times can you beat somebody up over the head over something that they've already apologized for? Something that they've already discussed with you and that you've already resolved only for you to bring up something they did two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. After a while, my goodness, the list is going to become so long that the question will be, are you going to forgive or not? So throw away your list and make the choice to forgive. 
All right. So that was enough of my forgiveness tangent. But um, <laughs> part of learning how to communicate effectively is really identifying your communication style and the communication style of your spouse or your loved one. Because we each have various ways of saying and doing things, but when you can identify the right communication style, then you know what to do and what not to do. There's four communication styles, and I'm sure you'll find various articles that probably give you a lot more. But there are four main communication styles um, when it comes to relationships. One is aggressive. The other is passive aggressive. There's also passive and assertive. I think we all know somebody that's an aggressive communicator. Um, The aggressive communication style, this person tries to force their opinion on others. They are not trying to hear what the other person has to say. It's their way or no way. They can be rude and their approach can really just be a major turnoff to a lot of people around them. And the next communication style, of course, is passive aggressive. These people that are passive aggressive, they come across indifferent. Um, They may not communicate clearly because they just don't know how, Um, but they expect others to just get it. They might drop subtle hints, And they may have a little attitude, but they really don't fully address how they're feeling. The passive communicator is a person that they don't express themselves at all. They don't know what they want. And even if they did know what they want, they really just have no idea how to communicate effectively, period. Sometimes they can appear checked out and they go with whatever is the easiest route to avoid disagreement at all costs. So the passive person, it's hard to get things resolved with them because they just do not want to communicate. Finally, the last communication style that is the most effective out of all of the communication styles is assertive. A person that is an assertive communicator, they they really are the most balanced out of all the communication styles. They pretty much know what they want to say. They know how they want to say it. They know how to communicate what they need to say clearly and confidently um, without being overly aggressive or too passive. They're middle of the road. They're just right. And so I'm curious, out of all these personality um, communication styles, which one best suits you or which one do you think you are? And I have to admit, I at first was a passive aggressive communicator. And so I learned throughout the years to become more assertive. No, I'm not saying I'm a perfect communicator, but I am definitely better than where I was before. When you know your communication style, it is so helpful because It can improve how you communicate with your spouse and those around you. Now, I'm certain that after hearing each description, you have a better understanding of where you fit in this spectrum of communication styles and how you handle disagreements. 
And you probably have a better understanding of, of your spouse's communication style too. But half the battle is knowledge, right? What is it? My people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, our relationships are being destroyed because we lack the knowledge to communicate effectively. So as the saying goes, knowledge is power. When you have the knowledge of how to communicate with your spouse or loved one in a way that you know they'll be able to receive, then that puts you in a better position to resolve your disagreements quickly. And I admit my husband and I through the years, as we've grown in our marriage together and as the years have passed by, our disagreements have become less and less. I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's just simply a matter of maturity, but things just don't seem as major, I guess, as they did in some of my younger years. And I learned to just, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't like when you said this. This is how it made me feel. Um, What can we do about it? He's learned to come to me and said, hey, I don't like how you spoke to me in this manner, how in this tone you made me feel disrespected. And you know what? I own it because I think we, we know when our, sometimes we know when our (laughs) attitude and behavior isn't the best. Not always though. Sometimes we, we think we're saying things in a certain manner and it just comes across wrong. But when I've had those situations where I've said things that rubbed him the wrong way and I did not have ill intentions, I come back and I apologize and I said, hey, you know, when I said this, I'm sorry that it made you feel this way. That truly was not my intention. And so I own it that I hurt him. I own it that um, I could have communicated it better. And he receives what I have to say. It may take him a minute, you know, to just let my words settle in. But we get past it quickly and we move on because let me tell you, it's better to forgive than it is to just let it eat at your heart. Now, I know everybody's level of forgiveness is different. Everybody's um, level of growth and ability to communicate with each other is different. And so it takes a continual effort to learn to communicate effectively. And it takes effort to unlearn those negative communication styles that are damaging that we may have just learned from those around us. But as adults, we no longer have the excuse to say we don't know. We don't have the excuse to say, well, um, it just is the way it is and they just need to accept that this is the way I am. No, no. You don't have to continue to be a poor communicator. It's up to you to change. It's up to you to grow. It's up to you to do better. And your spouse too, because you have to work together to get things done. You have to work together to come to an agreement and to come to terms with a situation where you 
can both be at peace and feel that you've resolved it and that you can move on. Don't bring up baggage from two, three, four years ago when they've already forgiven. You know, don't don't fall into the negative communication styles. And when you find yourself falling into those styles or falling into those patterns that were described as the four horsemen of the apocalypse when it comes to relationships, it's up to you to shut it down. Remember this, the goal of a disagreement, it's not to win. Because when there's disagreements in a relationship, there are no winners. The goal is to resolve the conflict by coming to a positive resolution that both you and your spouse or your significant other can agree with. That's it. It's not to show someone up to make somebody feel bad. It's just so you can come to agreement and move forward in a healthy way and move forward in peace. Because Nobody wants to (laughs) sit in a relationship full of anger, full of resentment. And if you have some issues that go back to childhood that you feel are preventing you from communicating effectively, by all means, go see a therapist. Go find out what things may trigger you or what what things um, you may have picked up that you didn't realize that you internalized. There's nothing wrong with that. Go see a therapist if needed, because I I believe, hey, sometimes it's necessary. Nothing to be ashamed of. And I always say it, nothing to be ashamed of. But communication is key. A relationship cannot survive without communication. A relationship cannot survive without love. A relationship cannot survive without respect. Relationship cannot survive without two people desiring to work together to make the relationship last. So I hope that you continue to work on your communication from this point forward. Pick one or two things that going forward that you're going to try to work on, even this week. And when it comes to your words, If you're someone that's a little critical, find some ways to compliment your spouse. Start complimenting your spouse, telling them the good things about them. And you might be surprised on the results that you get. Everybody wants to be affirmed. Everybody wants to be loved. And so change those words of criticism and contempt to to words of love, to words of praise. Um, for your spouse and just let them know how much they mean to you. Go out of your way to do something kind for them and put away those thinking, thinking and put away those bad communication habits because I want to see your relationship grow. I want to see your relationship healthy and I want to see your relationship move forward. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean to subscribe to Purposeful Woman. And don't forget to rate and review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Yolanda M. Postel.
go to movingtowardspurpose.com to sign up for my email list so you'll receive updates from me and also a free download of my ebook, 10 Keys to Build a Successful Relationship. And as you go through your day, remember, relationships are the foundation for a fulfilled life.